You're listening to the Archive Deep Time. This is the first episode of the Archive Deep Dive. Deep Dish. This dive. is a spin-off show. <laughs> Much loved original, the Archive, right? <laughs> it's exactly right. And uh, this came about because... Um, we found this portal. What? In the Archive. We did? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it in the river? Yeah, it's at the bottom of the river. So that's that's. Where oh yeah, we deep yeah. dive. It's a river, deep dive into, into the, the archive river. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the idea here is we pick one topic and we go deep on yeah. it. Okay. Multi episode, yeah. like not just a two parter, but right. like um, uh, an open ended series yeah. of episodes. Indefinite, but, but it does have a stop stopping point. <laughs> that's right. It's not. It's not so in case yeah, you're not liking on. this particular theme, just stay tuned. There'll yeah, be yeah, more. Yeah. Come back in forty or sixty episodes, and maybe you'll <laughs> whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever we're doing then. Um, and to be perfectly honest, this first topic is is a ripoff of another podcast that I really love, possibly my favorite uh, podcast of all time, which is the archive you talking you two to me. Um. Why are you doing this to me? I'm trying to do this. Yeah. You're doing a great job. And you just this is the second time that you've distracted me with <laughs> unnecessary things. I'll stop. <laughs> as soon as you type this in, I'll stop. Uh, okay, so this th- this first the topic inspiration for this really came from you talking you two to me with uh Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, where they went album by album and talked about you two's catalog i'm not a fan of you too but the podcast was incredible and it i always thought it'd be fun to do that uh with another artist of same format like. different yeah you didn't just want to talk about you too no i didn't right. although that might be entertaining given <laughs> that like i don't really like you too either so maybe if <laughs> we th- just talked about it i think they're fine yeah okay i um, that about covers it right <laughs> So this we're choosing as an artist to cover for the first deep dive, the band Blink-182. Right up there with you two in terms of musical influence and <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, general acclaim and, and, and general listener dislike. esteem. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, and so season one of the Archive Deep Dive, we're calling Give Me One... Uh, Start one, over. One... Try it again. Give me 182 good reasons. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Just do it. Just Give for me fun. 182 good reasons. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, reason number one. Yeah. Go. <laughs> well, reason number one is these first few releases we're going to talk about in this episode. So the main. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about the format of this too? Yeah. It's fairly straightforward. I think, like like I said in that YouTube podcast, they just sort of went album by album. So that's essentially what we're going to do here: is um, use the the main album releases as sort of <clears throat> tent poles, mm-hmm. the anchors, yeah, for each away. episode, and and then any like EPs or demos or singles that may have come out around that time or special. Uh, notable events in mm-hmm. the Blink-182 history. We'll discuss them 
on that storied, episode. Oh, storied long history. In. <laughs> yeah. Look, We're no there. one is. You're <laughs> I'm not. I have no illusions <laughs> that anyone is gonna listen to this. <laughs> There should be even a, fewer people. What are Blink One Eight Two fans called? Are they like Blink Heads or like? I don't know a, if they have a name. Fans, oh. yeah, okay. fans. I didn't know if there was a. Yeah, I don't think they had. They, they don't have a legion. Or they, I'm sure they might like tune a in. Kiss Army of Blink One Eight Two right. fans. I'm yeah. sure if fans of Blink One Eighty Two listen to this, they would not like it. Oh, <laughs> I think you're probably right. So our target audience is nobody. Yeah, I think our target is <laughs> audiences who the don't three of us. like Blink One Eighty Two, but who are interested enough in Blink One Eighty Two to listen to us talk yeah. about Blink One Eighty Two, and we're some people that you've never heard of or know about. Yeah, total unqualified strangers. Yeah, talking mostly, about Blink One Eighty Two. Some more qual- unqualified than others. Yeah. True, and and most of our information will be anecdotal or from memory. Yeah, and, and flat out wrong. Inaccurate. Right. So flat much like yeah. the archive itself. <laughs> um, so this episode, the main album that we're going to talk about, or at least what it's built around, is is their first official release, Cheshire Cat. Released uh, in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, 94 or 95? 94, I believe. I Most think of that demo stuff be you had me listen to was 94. 95, it might be. Let me look. Because I, I literally that. just looked at Yeah, February of 95. Oh, okay. Is when Cheshire Cat comes out. But there's a lot of stuff that comes out before it. And obviously, also the band forms before that. Yeah. So I think around 93, I actually did some reading about this. And I have done reading in the past. Right. So it's more of a refresher. As a fan. A refresher. No, I'm just saying in the past, I've right. done reading as a fan. That's well, you should. <laughs> um, so they, uh, the, the band was formed, I think, in like 92 or 93. Yeah. And uh, the band is made up of Tom DeLong, who plays guitar, sings. Mark Hoppus plays bass and sings. And Scott Rayner, who's the drummer. It's the original formation. What I like is that there's uh, actually some dispute about how the band, how those three yeah, got together. Yeah, yeah. That, like, according to one story, uh, it was um, Mark uh, reaching out to our, our Tom, Tom and Mark uh, deciding, okay, we should start a band. Mark says, uh, I can't cause I got this girlfriend. Right. But then he, later on, he's like, no, you know what? Actually, um, forget the girlfriend. Let's do the band. And then Tom's like, Oh, okay. I know this guy, Scott that can play drums. Right. But if you listen to Scott, he'll say that, no, actually Tom and I had this band and we said, Hey Mark, do you want to be in this band? Right. And it's an important pattern to establish that uh, <laughs> facts are very questionable. Yeah, they're all up in the air. Yes, up, way up in the air. Our alternative facts <laughs> permeate the right. history right. of Blink One Eighty Two, and today, the personalities involved. They actually were called Blink. That's right. That was it. Yeah, yeah. They formed as Blink. as Blink, and, and they operated as Blink for yeah. many years. Um, many, but the the <laughs> you'll see this trend continue. Of yes, different versions of stories the version i read of their formation at least the one you can find on wikipedia um is tom got kicked out of high school 
Yes. For showing up drunk to a football game or a basketball, basketball game. game. This is a story that is um, uh, documented or referenced directly in a Blink song. Right. We won't we'll get, get to, to that, that later. Yeah. On this episode, we will get to it, though. Um, and uh, so he, he went to another school for a little bit, and I think that's where he met Scott. Okay. He was at this other school. Um, and also... Um, heard about a battle of the bands there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to play in a punk band and his friend, Carrie key, Carrie keys sister or no, sorry. Carrie keys girlfriend was Ann Hoppus, which Mark's is Mark's sister. sister. So, Anne was like, hey, this guy Tom wants mm-hmm. to form a band. Mm-hmm. And he she knew that Mark was into the same kind of music. And Mark arrives on the scene from elsewhere. Like he was living right. he was living somewhere else. With his mom or, or something. Yeah. And now he's moved in somewhere else. Or presumably in the San Diego area. Yeah. They relocate to San Diego, uh, the greater San Diego right. area, and that's how all of, all of this comes together. Yeah. And the, one of the stories I think they tell a lot is that um, early on, so Mark and Tom really hit it off, and they, they uh, allegedly play music for hours in uh, Tom's on their first meeting or something. Yeah. yeah. And then on another time that they're hanging out, Mark attempts to impress Tom. Oh, see, I've heard this was the first one. I've also I, heard it's the first one. I think one. it has to be totally apocryphal because yeah. that I would you would think that that would be like a considerable setback to the efforts <laughs> to get a band underway right. to, as the story goes, try to impress Tom by climbing a light pole a lamp or pole. something yeah. Yeah, on street the street lamp. and then falling <laughs> and, and breaking, breaking his ankle. Breaking both legs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which puts him in crutches for like six. See, this six is months interesting. Six yeah. Weeks? Well, I I, I read uh, the story that I read today was that it was a couple of weeks, which I can tell you <laughs> from, from personal yeah. experience <laughs> is not true. <laughs> Highly um, unlikely. Yeah. So at some point, unless Mark just has miraculous bone structure, yeah. like hey, maybe he's got adamantium. Well, he was young there. at the time. Oh, that's true. And you're old. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely old. Um. So. Uh, all that stuff, who knows when it happened or in what order, but it did. Mm-hmm. And they formed this band um, that they eventually called Blink. Um, and the first thing that they... Was there they, a different name previous? There or? were. There were the, yeah. Figure 8 was one, and then um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Yeah, there was another one, too. Uh, duct Tape. Duck. 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 Tape, tape, not not the duct, actual duct, name. Tape. But duct, duct, but like duct tape. Duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. duct tape and figure eight. Uh, and their first release shows up on the scene in uh, 93. Yeah, May. Yeah, May of 93. This is their first demo album. It's uh, called Fly Swatter. Yeah, recorded on a four track. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in Scott's house or living room or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's, uh, I feel a lot of the songs on there end up on, on, uh, Cheshire cat. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's maybe worthwhile noting we're we're sticking to the official releases for the purposes of this, uh, discussion. Um, and like, even though, uh, some of the, uh, some of these songs were, uh, that are on Cheshire cat were released in some official format on another 
demo. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's so much crossover, I think, with all of these songs. And, and there are like, um, I think there are at least three songs from Flyswatter that show up on every single demo and then also <laughs> Cheshire Cat. Yeah. So they hung on to these songs for a while, which I guess you do that when you have right. a limited output. But What I think is interesting about the Flyswatter demo is Tom sings on every original song in here. There's two covers on there. Yeah, and, and Mark, Mark only sings, sings on those. one. He, he sings oh, does on he sing both, on both of them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but Tom sings all the rest. Yeah. Uh, also, I think what's interesting about these songs is they are, um, they're rather slow. Yeah. Like comparatively, like I think if you, if you think of Blink-182, um, if you know nothing about Blink-182 except that they exist and they've had songs out there, like, I think you would be surprised knowing that this is a pop punk band. I think you would be surprised to hear these early demos. I was. How kind of laid back they are. Well, Mm -hmm. I was uh, impressed of how bad it was, to be bluntly honest. (laughs) Like, it raw is called, it would be a a nice way to put it. Like, I was stunned, literally. I was like, I almost couldn't get through it because I was like, this is really bad. It's maybe a little little early for me to say this, but having having, um, deep dived back into (laughs) these songs, uh, I, I think this is maybe the perfect uh, bell curve of a band that yeah. starts out terrible, reaches a significant um, zenith, yeah, and then returns to <laughs> being terrible. Like in, the, a, di- in a different in, way. In yeah. different ways, the the ends of this curve are equally unlistenable. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like tolerable. Everything from like uh, vocals being out of tune yeah. to tempo issues to balancing ish. I mean, it was just all in all, just really bad. Yeah. And yet, and yet I love these (laughs) demos. Like, well, that last demo you sent me, um, which one was it? Was it, uh, they came to conquer Uranus? No. Short bus. No. What was, wasn't the most recent one you sent me? Um, short bus, short bus. Okay. Short bus was actually not a demo, right? That was, uh, that was a split. That was a split EP. Yeah. Um, that, so sorry to do the, the comparison. I was surprised at how much better that was. Well, that comes like four years later. <laughs> no, uh, not according to this years, thing. A year later. A year later. Oh, really? That's, oh, okay. that's within a year. And I was like, okay. holy moly, that is evident improvement. Or, well, actually, they're conflicting. So some say 90, <laughs> some sources say 95. Some say 95, some say 2018. Some say 94. <laughs> it actually hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Um, but they they do kind of figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. I also was impressed of how actual legit punk they sounded. Mm. I was not expecting that. Mm. The early stuff was, I was like, this is this is actually listenable and like, yeah, that sounded bad, but like it's de- <laughs> it's decent enough music and it's good kind of raw punk. Like I was like, oh, okay, that, that's some legit background. I did not know that. See, I would disagree with you, or I guess maybe from my perspective, I'm surprised at how unpunk it sounds, or, or specifically how unskate punk it sounds to me. Mm. Well, I'm because they punk. cite these uh, influences regularly. Like Fugazi. later on, they'll say like, oh yeah, Fugazi, Descendants, yeah. Screeching Weasel. Um, really, no effects. They do a cover of a no effects mm-hmm. song on the um, on that Fly Swatter demo, and their early songs to me, except for uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. almost 
all of their early songs. The sometimes the first is a song. 20, he doesn't need 20, sometimes. Sometimes they sound like that. No, but uh, except for the songs, sometimes of their first twenty-five songs to be recorded and released, none of them really sound like a band who's been heavily influenced by no effects or something. right. No, I, I mean, agree with that I totally. Know, I don't know if they ever really did. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I find it striking that somebody who would say like, Oh, this band was a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. Like they have made a departure from that sound immediately yeah. from the get go. They've never, you know, and even like the songs that they do reference. So in the fly swatter and on, um, uh, Buddha, there's a cover of a screeching weasel song. Uh, and they're both like, uh, rather serious versions of those two bands. Yeah. The, there's a, a fairly straightforward, serious, no effects song and a fairly straightforward and topical, right. serious screeching uh-huh. weasel song. And these are two bands who were like Blink-182 known for doing, uh, farcical, you know, songs. Right. Um, so I think it's interesting that they, in their choice of directly invoking those bands, yeah. they are not referencing, the the type of music that they would themselves become identified. Well, the sentence is that way too. I mean, they're oh yeah, true, true, yeah. Well, I what I what I think is is kind of amazing about that is those covers stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah, you know, like you immediately know this is not an original song because it sounds nothing like (laughs) right. Yeah, and um, I think what what I find interesting about them citing those influences and and then the music they actually make is that I, I feel they're influenced more by the culture and the um the spirit of those bands mm-hmm. and not the sound. Yeah. At least, we're like, hey, you know what? We're in a punk band. We should need to do some punk covers. Let's right. do these punk covers because we're in this punk band. Well let's yeah and let's fill up this little demo tape. Right. Demo tape. Yeah. yeah. I think um uh, what's to their testament to their testament to their I know what you're trying to say to their credit mm-hmm. um a testament to their uh <laughs> to them as a band yes is that they did have their own sound you know they they eventually yeah. there is they and, and and it's clear in the fact that there are many bands that end up aping Blink's sound mm-hmm. when they get big, you know, and and, it, and for better or worse, sort of kicks off a whole, you know, movement of bands that um, try to capture that kind of mm-hmm. sound that they had. Um, not that, you know, not that what they're doing was wholly original, or never heard before. Right. But they certainly popularized what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And especially that early stuff, Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch, there is like a, a real blinkness to them. Yeah. You know, that that was I think singular to them. Yeah, I think that tracks. I think you see that uh they they are well defined <clears throat> from the very beginning. Yeah. 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 yeah really early on. Yeah. They the those and, and well, it's interesting, you know, Adam. You said how surprising it was to hear what these songs sounded like. Yeah, they sure it certainly changes. You know, Enema yeah. of the State comes around, and and their sound is pretty different. Yeah. Um, but 
that sort of early early sound from Fly Swatter through to um, Dude Ranch is pretty consistent. Yeah. I guess to uh, clarify what I was saying earlier is maybe not so much. I was surprised at how punk they sounded by Short Bus. I was surprised at how not pop punk they were sounding. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was expecting to, that to just start jumping in real fast. Mm-hmm. And even by Short Bus, it was still this... I would not classify that as pop punk. That's still pretty much punk mm. rock. I don't know what kind of flavor you decide, but sure. definitely not pop punk. I would still call it pop punk. Mm. I mean, I, I would call them it, honestly, for me, as early there as... There was flavors of it. As Cheshire Cat, I'd be calling them pop punk. But then I... And, and I'll just put this out there now. I'm not interested in getting into a conversation. What, 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 what would Ashley yeah. say about this? <laughs> <laughs> of defining what is pop punk or what isn't, sure. or what is punk and what isn't punk. Yeah. Because we'll never, right. that'll be it's, a deeper that's a dive. stupid we'll conversation. Yeah. That, well, I, what I do think is interesting is I've always thought that um, of the two of them, the, the two sort of leading songwriting forces mm-hmm. in the band, Tom was the more punk of the mm. pop punk side sure and mark was the more pop of yeah. the pop punk side but if you look at their songs mark i think is responsible for the harder faster heavier yeah. songs in their I catalog agree. uh even though he's also clearly the forward force behind some of their poppiest songs yeah i think I, or, or, or you know like the the stuff that's become known as the blink 182 sound right I, I think, think he's a little bit more Mark than Tom. but And I think Tom was more... I, I don't want to say that he took it less serious. I think he took it very seriously. Yeah. Just had sort more of fun, in maybe? In his way. But yeah, wanted it to be lighthearted. Well, he's just more experimental, I think, than yeah. Mark is. And Mark he, seems to kind of know what he wants, and Tom is like uh, still looking for that, I think. Well, and I remember that... Excuse me. There was that um, little documentary that came out recently... Tom DeLonge uh, did that thing with Ernie Ball. Mm-hmm. I think it was Ernie Ball Strings. Yeah. Where they were talking about his sort of growth as a musician. And, and he talks about when he started Blink-182, he thought of the songs as fairy tales, which is an interesting... <laughs> yeah. Or nursery rhymes nursery or something rhymes. like that. And that kind of makes sense when you... If you think of it in that context and his approach to it. Yeah. And these are little there's definitely a lot of little parables in his songs and, and stories that he's telling. And you can tell that there's this sense of having fun for him. Whereas Mark pretty early on is putting, you know, more serious themes into the songs. Yeah. So they do fly swatter. There's another demo called demo number two. That's the only name that I can find for it. Um, And then I think, Buddha. Buddha. So Buddha is kind of, I think, considered an official release in some it was uh, arenas, it but w- it's a demo. Yeah, it's never been like it wasn't produced by any right. kind of studio or label or anything. They self self released it, self produced it. It was later uh, once they got big, it was uh, reissued by yeah. Kung Fu Records. So that that's, that, that's yeah. why it has some kind of official status. Right. It was authorized. It was an authorized release that you know they get paid for when you buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's it's not a, a huge departure, I think, sound wise from. Fly Swatter or Demo right. Number Two, 
Um, but it does, you can sort of start to see how they put together an album. Yeah. Because the, the, the flow of the tracks is very similar to what eventually becomes Cheshire Cat, including the very first song. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is... Carousel. Probably, uh, like, if you were going to start, if you were making a Blink-182 biopic, oh, whatever, yeah, like, yeah. it would have to start with Carousel. The opening song, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it has such a great opening song sound which to do it. You, well, that's an interesting statement. Yeah. Because it opens differently on Buddha than it does on Cheshire Cat. And there was a time where I was really fascinated by the way it sounds on Buddha. Like just, uh, it's, it's way more low key. Um, you can hear the instruments, you know, more cleanly and the notes and everything. Whereas there's this wall of distortion on the Cheshire cat version, uh, listening to it now, revisiting it now. I'm, I wholly abandon my, uh, previous opinion. Like it's just, (laughs) it, it, not that, I don't. I don't think that Carousel is like a great, great landmark song, but I do think that it sounds so much better on Cheshire Cat than it does on uh, Buddha. I think the Buddha version is only interesting in retrospect. Like I don't think if I had come to Buddha without having heard Cheshire Cat, yeah, I don't think Carousel would have been like as important or interesting to me as it was hearing it for the first time on Cheshire Cat. Let me play. I'm going to play Buddha, the Buddha version real quick. Not the whole thing. We'll just play the beginning. So this is how it starts on Buddha. The bass guitar. That's how it all starts. That's the bass guitar. That's the bass. That's Mark on bass. Here's the one part of this that I do like is coming up right here. That right there. Like you hear the 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 pedal kick in yeah. right. before he actually starts playing any notes, which I think is a really cool uh mistake. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the Buddha version. Let me let me pull up the Cheshire Cat version. Do a little do a little search here on my my streaming choice. My well, this is not streaming though. This is my music that I own, Adam. Good, good job, Drew. <laughs> on your phone. So here it is. On you, che- you did it. <laughs> here it is on Cheshire Cat. So. An extended introduction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see uh, movie titles showing up in yeah. this, like production company uh, names and stuff, <laughs> logos. Yeah. And now we're, this is where it starts in Buddha, basically. Right. Got that sustained note going through it. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it seems deeper in uh, Buddha. The bass. Yeah, it does. Definitely. It's slower, yeah. It's a deeper dive. <laughs> it's a deeper dive. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. Carousel, they still play live. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only, like, uh, old songs that they'll, the they almost feel I mean, obligated. You mean currently they'll still play it live? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, it's really, it's the only one, it's one of two, maybe three songs from Cheshire Cat or earlier that, uh, that I've ever heard live ever. Like yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even when they were like just coming out with dude ranch, they were, had already moved on from those songs right. and were so heavily focused on current and future yeah. stuff. Um, I think I've heard a portion of Eminem's live. I've heard Eminem's and I've heard, uh, wasting time. I've heard wasting time live. I've never seen, uh, there's a good chance I actually have seen them live at like a, a warp tour and sure. didn't, didn't yeah. realize or it. They did attend point many. Fest. Yeah. Or a point fest. Uh, I'm probably not the point fest I would ever go to. Mm. They were at the first warp tour, I think. Were they? 97? Yeah. So I probably did see them then and yeah. just didn't realize it. Um, why don't we do a, a little track by track here? All right, on Cheshire Cat. So, well, a lot I thought of you just say on Flyswatter, I was like, oh, <laughs> do we have to do that? A lot of songs cross over, as we said, throughout these demos, and especially uh, Buddha. There's there's a ton of songs that are on Buddha, yeah, that also half of the songs here. on Buddha are also on Cheshire Cat. Um, the next track on Cheshire Cat is Eminem's. We hear a little bit of that, a little one? bit of that. I love, I mean, everyone loves everyone loves Eminem's <laughs> the candy. Right. Did you know that the original name for this song was actually Reese's Pieces? No, and Reese's Pieces sued them, so they had to change no. it. They keep getting sued all over the place. So, that's yeah. the thing I found out earlier is that they changed from Blink to Blink 182 because yeah. an Irish, Irish band, band. Yeah. was going to sue them. Yeah. Just stop, guys. Showed them. Just stop picking names that everyone else is using. Do you think that Irish band (laughs) then changed their name to Blink-181? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, that Reese's thing was made up, just so... What? (laughs) Oh, you jerk. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's the M&Ms real quick. Just a little bit. And there is a music video for this. Yeah, this is our first single, I think. I feel like this riff is like... Classic Blink-182. Yeah. Like Tom just playing way too fast. Really fast, yeah. And and doing something in studio, he cannot reproduce that. (laughs) (laughs) But also has uh, Mark, his lyrics are all about, you know, wanting to be with a girl and having this uh, dream experience with her and stuff like that. Like, Mm. this is a very... Blinky song. They sing about wanting to be with a girl a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it always like not working out right. quite right. Or yeah, yeah, and that that sound, the kind of like noodly, uh, yeah. loud, distorted sound, like that. See, you know, I don't hear a lot of that on those early demos. It's not really not until Cheshire Cat that it starts to come out. Yeah, and then like it aggressively dominates Dude Ranch. Yeah, and I think you hear. Um, we'll get to that later, but like, I, I love listening to this now and hearing the onset of that because it is so, um, it's kind of fleeting. Yeah. Like it, it, is. it seems like, uh, there's some of it in, um, actually that it's kind of sticks around in enema of the state a little bit, but You've there's got, definitely a shift there. You know, it's, it's not as prominent songs like dump weed employ it really in it sort of in one moment in that song. What's my age again's, uh, like hook is yeah very noodly or whatever yeah um and then dysentery Gary I feel like might yeah. pull some of that out Wendy Clear a little bit yeah yeah he's as a guitarist I I I've always been somewhat disappointed in his trajectory throughout Blink because he starts out 
<laughs> so um, fast and furious and like hitting all these notes. And it's just, it's, uh, it's like the kind of riff that I'm not used to hearing from this type of music. Yeah. Right. It's normally, you know, you just get four chords and that's it. Right. Right. Um, but then, Starting with Enema, it starts to like just get more and more simplistic. Yeah, and not to say that the songs themselves are getting more simplistic because they're drawing in a lot of, of different instruments and things progressively. Yeah. So the layers become more complex. It's just his guitar work just starts to uh, become less manic and to me yeah. less yeah. interesting. You know, I think on these earlier uh, recordings, he's moving up and down the neck a little bit more. Yeah, and in enema, he starts to just place his hand on one chord mm-hmm. and then move his fingers within that chord. Yeah. Essentially like stay in the same spots on the fret, but just lift and, and, uh, and hammer down and stuff like that yeah. to create, to sort of ape that sound, that original sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still like it, but you're right. It doesn't have the same energy, or that I, the way you put it, that sort of manicness. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, it just starts to sound a little more, um, uh, commonplace to me. Like he, he, he starts to do more palm muting and stuff like after that. And you don't really hear hardly any of that in these early songs or even on dude ranch. There's maybe a couple examples on dude ranch, but it, it's, uh, so it's nice to come back to these songs and hear that and be reminded of him when he was <laughs> doing that. Yeah. When he was actually playing his guitar. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I don't mean that. This next track is Finn Tuzler. This is a pretty familiar chord progression, I mm-hmm. think, especially on this album. This sort of and the his, the, the his echo echo yeah. yeah. This is also the the point at which um, the point on Cheshire Cat where I start to. Uh, find Cheshire Cat intolerable. <laughs> like, it goes... Like skip tracks when you listen to like, it. Like, yeah, like, I'm pretty good for uh, this Carousel and oh, like, This is the third and track. This is track three, and now I'm like, ooh. Like, I, I don't love the guitar, I don't love the music, you know, but I'll stick with it, I'll try it, and then it gets into, like, Mark, and then Tom. Like, I'm, I, I, I enjoy for comedic value. I love yeah. hearing uh, Tom's echoey uh, yeah, harmonizing, yeah, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah, that was about as much of that song as I can handle. See, I love they. It, he does this thing with the chords that he tends to do. I think a lot where he, it, the chords sort of spill over, um, mm-hmm. and 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 he starts up high and then kind of goes bum bum. But you know, really simple. Yeah, not a whole lot to it. But the I don't know the way that they use it in the song has always really hit the right spot for me. Mm. This, this song Fintuzler's a I don't know it's. <laughs> It's sort of nebulous. That that and Touchdown Boy, which is the next one, kind of feel the same to me. Yeah. Um, They're a little jam bandy for me, I think. Yeah. That's mm. maybe why I don't let's, like them so much. Let's do there. Touchdown Boy, real quick. Da-na, there it is. Yeah. Again. That same. sort of spillover. I still, I, but I love it. 
<laughs> I don't I don't get bored with it. No. Or, or at least dislike it in the way that you do here. I do oh, this one's definitely more approachable than Fentu's yeah. work. This is I think one of Tom's nursery rhymes. Oh yeah. There's that There you go. Oh man. Noodle on, Tom. Noodle on. <laughs> <laughs> And I love this; these extended intros yeah. before any vocals come in, yeah. where they're just playing. I'm not even going to let the vocals happen. <laughs> Cut it off. Oh, first this, though. This is good. I mean, that's great. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's great. Well, and it sets them apart further, you know, yeah. from the, the typical punk, pop punk yeah, song structure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the next song, Strings, I did not like on my first, when I was first started listening to this album, and I, I came to Blink, um, really, I came to Blink at Enema of the State. I had, I bought Dude Ranch when it came out, but didn't really, and I've talked about this in our jump Blink 2 episode of oh, the yeah. archive, but didn't really fall in love with the band until Enema, and then went back and listened to everything. Um, and this song took me a while, but eventually... I think it it became one of my favorites on this album, mm. Strings. And this one sounds pretty different on Buddha, too, I think. Yeah. That's some, that's some good drumming by us. Uh, that is. That's one of Scott's finest moments uh, <laughs> on drums. <laughs> and I always thought Mark sounded terrible on this song. Yeah, this is like... A, one of the ones he struggles with most, I think. You I hear his though. voice struggle in a lot of these yeah. early songs, but this one, it's very prominent. I love Tom's guitar there, and I, yeah. I want to believe that he was like recognizing that, okay, this is too much Mark uh, vocals. <laughs> we, need, we need to blink, bring up that riff a little bit yeah. louder. Yeah. It, it 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 sounds like it. <laughs> every one of our friends' bands in high school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, 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 you are absolutely right. Yeah. It is such an amateurish song. Yeah, yeah. like he, it's one of the their chorus. Ones, the right, co- it's on yeah. the first. It's on Flyswatter. It's on Flyswatter. Maybe not. No, I'm thinking of Time. I think. Maybe. Yeah, Time's on Flyswatter. Yeah. Um, this song is like strings. The word strings is the chorus. <laughs> And he just goes, strings, strings. <laughs> and like, you know that they were like, this is a great idea for us. Right. Like, you know, I don't want to get tied down and it's oh, like yeah. strings, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, But I love it for that reason, too. And like a lot of the reason I love this early stuff is kind of how rough and how amateurish right. it is, you know. Yeah. Because I can still, you can still hear like, the talent in there, you know, there, there's definitely something there. Yeah. But they just haven't found it. This is raw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they don't, they're, they don't have the help of a producer or anything really. Yeah. I mean, I think they had a producer on this album, but like, it's not somebody who really knew what to do with their sound. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this one, they didn't have somebody saying, eh, I don't know, guys. Yeah, this, this is, they had somebody at the board, <laughs> right? You know, there was somebody moving knobs yeah. and dials, but right. yeah. Um, so the next one is Peggy Sue. I love mm. this song. This is one of my favorites on here. 
I love that beginning. Like the the drum in the yeah. Tom's voice definitely a distinctive one. Yeah, and again, like he heralds a whole uh, movement of singing like this. That kind of very for, nasally for pop punk bands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that melody there, where he kind of goes up. Mm. That. Is that him doing his own backing vocals? I, I think, yeah. It I sounds think it's just I would think so. Up. Yeah. Love it. I love that one. And I think that's that's another one that's sort of about him getting kicked out of school, I think, mm. or, or has some inspiration. A there. really defining moment uh, for him. Like, it, and maybe not necessarily the incident specifically, but what it came to yeah, foretell yeah. or embody, you know, over his, the arc of his songwriting yeah, career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the next one is Sometimes, which you referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. There's that noodle. <laughs> I think he plays more notes in the opening of this song than he does on the entirety of Neighborhoods. (laughs) (laughs) This this song is a minute and eight seconds long. Cut it off at a minute seven. All right. (laughs) Pause. I think that one still holds up really well. Yeah. That one, you know, I, I that one often just sort of passes me by as I'm listening to this album. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, oftentimes though. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> but that one is great. Yeah, I rarely sort of stop and think about that one. Um, okay, this is a this is a classic Blink song in terms of the type of things they like to do. When they make music, it's called Does My Breath Smell? Who makes up all the rules about those girls I want? <laughs> Who tells them all to laugh? <laughs> Who tells them all to talk about me? And I'm not sure what my purpose is for being And I love when the singing comes in here, the backing. It just hurts after a bit. <laughs> so that that kind of thing. <sighs> it's funny. I feel like if I was like fifteen, I've been like, "That oh, was awesome." Man, yeah, yeah. Well, and and <clears throat> being thirty-seven, I'm like, if you're in on the joke, right? If you're <laughs> yeah. like you're on on board for the joke, then it's great, right? You yeah. know, when you can kind of like just sit there, listen, and laugh or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if you have, I think, any kind of distance from it, it's it's really hard to to uh, to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's not the first Blink song you play for someone. Yeah, if you're like that's the like, last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a lot of times a song like that, and and it's it's the same on this album. 
um, for the most part. But a lot of times they would put a song like that at the end. Yeah. And this this album, the sort of last three tracks are for sort of joke songs. Yeah. Um, this one I feel like because it eventually becomes more of a real song or what they would call a real song. They kept it where it is in the track list. Mm-hmm. I don't it know. It just has how. that intro. Yeah. Well, and they, yeah, they, they do a little bit more of that on dude ranch later yeah. where they have these very brief interludes between songs. Little the songs are yeah. fairly earnest, you know, but the interludes will sort of, uh, you know, shake up yeah. the, the seriousness a little bit. <laughs> so it's, the, and for some reason, it's funny. It doesn't bother me on dude ranch. Really? Listening to it on dude ranch. Yeah. It, it <laughs> I will say like, there are times that I'm embarrassed about <laughs> being a fan of this band. That's and they're and they're on Dude Ranch for the most part. Are those little interludes? Oh yeah, that are just like oh, okay. Yeah, I thought this was really funny when I first heard it. Um, okay, Cacophony is the next song, and like I used to say, I used to so back back man. It was, I guess it was a while ago. Back when Enema of the State came out and the true blink flan fans were like, they sold out, you know, yeah. especially with Adam's song. <laughs> they were like, what is this? this isn't, you know, this isn't blink. What? Yeah. The what is this? Ballad? Yeah. What the hell? And I would always be like, uh, cacophony is a lot like Adam's <laughs> songs. Let's hear it. Let's, I picture you just like <laughs> scouring blink 182 That's message right. like, boards. And- <laughs> now, wait a minute. And let's, let's see if anyone agrees with me. <laughs> I mean, similar tempo. Yeah. And definitely a, a sort of downer of a song. Yeah. In the content. It's not a, it doesn't necessarily resemble its title. No. As much as the other songs do. Nice little flourish there by <laughs> Scott on the drums. I'd love to hear Travis take on this song. Uh, <laughs> can you? <laughs> oh my god! He would be so bored yeah. already. What would he do? Yeah. He'd set up a drum loop. <laughs> but I would always say, this, "See, this is like." Well, yeah, and if you go back and you listen to those early demos too, you you yeah. hear that precedent. There, they are already uh, milking that. Um, tempo shift yeah. for uh, precision, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they're effective at it. I don't know that they're ever effective at it, honestly. Skip to the port, part where it picks up. See, it, it really picks up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break a leg. I, I think this is a nice little, um, nice little bit of song. Run and run and run and run. I love that part. Yeah, that's how it ends. I think Mark really. This is a standout song for him on this album, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's so very Mark forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. whereas the Tom songs that that are you know 
pronounced Tom songs, with the exception of maybe maybe Peggy Sue, mm-hmm. all feel far less serious. Yeah, or uh, maybe orchestrated. But I mean, you contrast cacophony against strings. Strings is like the first song yeah, Mark sure. Hoppus ever wrote, right? Like yeah. it's it's so. Like you said, Adam, right. it's like your friend's high school band. It's like, yeah. listen to our song, and it's terrible. <laughs> but I, I would hear, I feel like you would, your friend's high school band would be like, listen to this song. You'd be like, that's actually all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, I, I'm curious the the time difference between writing and strings the writing of and those. cacophony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Cacophony is one of the originals to Cheshire Cat, right? right. It's one of the ones that yeah, didn't I don't appear think on that any, appears. So it's probably a late, late yeah. uh, composition. Um, okay, next track is TV. Which is also one of their earliest songs. Lots or, of. Um, which is one of their earliest songs. Bass intros. Yeah. Which I feel like you don't hear a whole lot. I love that little. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> feedback. I I'm surprised that this one made the cut for yeah. Cheshire Cat. Yeah, I think they just wanted to fill it up. Yeah, this album. I feel like this is Mark trying to write a Tom song. Oh, maybe yeah. I it's all it. <laughs> I feel like every band of this uh, vintage um, or, or every band that um, goes through a progression at some point in their early phase, they've written a song about TV. Yeah. Yeah. Or a TV show. <laughs> like, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. The problem I have with it is that they, they pass through that, that passage on their very first demo. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's on Flyswatter. They got it out of the way. Yeah. And then it continues to keep, popping up and not getting any better. It sounds basically exactly the same. <laughs> but you here. mean the song itself? The song, yeah. yeah, as it did on any of those oh, I mean, the stuff on Flyswatter, I was wondering, like, did they even re-record some of these to go on Oh, to, because it's so close yeah. to the original versions? Yeah, they, they, they don't really have. interpret yeah. them any differently. I mean, they really had to have because, again, they even this skill level aside, the recording recording quality is so yeah. poor. I mean, there's no way that was from a portrait. I love that no. you had to listen to Flyswatter. That was, that was rough, That's man. so great. That was rough. Um, okay. question that. dedication to the archive. This is Toast and Bananas. My pants are off right <laughs> I like that that one caught you by surprise. It did. I forgot. Listen to this. They're like Tom. The opening of this is going to rely on your vocals. Yeah, and like seriously, I'm just, I'm hearing this. And I'm like flat, 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 flat. It's like painful. I'm like, dude, who was who was supposed to be listening to that? And just be like, hey man, you kind of were off of that. Just let's just do it hey, one more time and just 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 pick up a little bit. Nope. No time. <laughs> no time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but again, like I love the flatness, the 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 amateurishness. I don't know. It, it, you know, it, what it is is it's very charming. It's charming. Yeah, yeah. it's charmingly absolutely. awkward. Yeah, and, and it, it it absolutely absolutely matches their disposition as a band at this point. What's well, it? Because right? yeah, you know, being a, a casual listener and definitely none of the old stuff, I've never known him to sing off key. Right. 
probably mm. studio intervention, but oh, lots mm-hmm. of it, sure. Yeah. But like hearing that, I'm like, yeah. what? What? They both do. They both go way beyond their range frequently. <laughs> like with abandon, they, right. they go beyond their range. With reckless abandon. With reckless abandon. Um, and it shows when they go when they play live. I bet yeah. they're kind of. T- See, I'm hearing that. I'm like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> All right, maybe the best song. Well, written. maybe the most approachable song on this album is Wasting Time. Yeah. This, this, this is, is a single. The only song that I can listen to now and be like, okay, yeah, it sounds rough, but this is a real song. This, this yeah, is, absolutely. Yeah. This is a real song. Is this a real song, Adam? I'd say so. Well, and it has like a, um, uh, a stage-ready... Um, break there that, yeah. that the the way that the riff goes up and then cuts out yeah. it's like it's perfect for the two of them to be like jumping in oh, music, exactly yes. and then they hit the chord the yeah. yeah listen how long this intro is yeah and this is the single yeah. yeah and this is exactly the song that I needed oh at, yeah at this point in my life yeah dreaming about a girl what year was this? 94? 95. 95. Great stuff. Okay. Romeo and Rebecca is the next track. We're almost through this. <laughs> this one, I think, has maybe my favorite intro. I love of, this intro. Uh, yeah. Of any of them. I like the notes. I like the progression it's of it. chill. Yeah. It's sort of like... Mosey through it. But it's still loud. It's still, yeah. you know, heavily distorted <clears throat> and, and garagey. It's not bad. I think w- when I first listened to this album, uh, this was one of those songs that I like immediately kind of like landed on. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, this something. one, there's something here. I like it. Um, now, once you get beyond that intro, it, it's almost unlistenable. Adam's <laughs> face. Uh, <laughs> well, again, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and yeah. I thought you were just being hyperbole. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I was like, like, oh, yeah. oh, nope. That gets walking through the grass. The kind that repeatedly say no. That's all right. It's so incredible. <laughs> okay. And that's like the last real song, isn't it? That's the it? last real song. Yeah. So at this point, in, in most of my time listening to this album, you're done. That's it. So am I'm I. Out of here. I almost. I, I mean, almost it's, I'm, you're lucky if always. I've made it this far, yeah. right? I've, I've probably listened to four. Well, whole no, you songs, went to track one and two and then just cut to the end, apparently. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped in it sometimes. I came back for wasting time, and maybe I hung around for Romeo and Rebecca. At and this, then I'm out. At this point in my life, it's hard to stick around for this song, Benoit Balls. <laughs> this is a four minute song. Ain't gonna take it unless it's from a picture. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure. 
boing. It's a good uh, um, Dukes of Hazard reference there, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, musically, if we're just talking about the music here, not the vocals, I like this song. Well, it sounds, it, it, it's closer to Dude Ranch yeah. than a yeah. lot of these songs are. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Just About Done. Aptly titled. Because <laughs> this is the second penultimate song. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I do actually kind of still like Adam this is dying song. over here. <laughs> He's dying. I just look confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get to the first just about done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just about done with your butt. We'll let you know. Hey, Adam, how do you, how do you feel about this? I'm not sure what you're saying. Is this you know, a real song? I don't. I don't think I've ever listened to this all the way through. Really? Now that I think about it, yeah. Why? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that I have ever ever listened to this whole song. Oh man! It's like two sixteen. And then the the final song in the album is "Depends." I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all you need to hear from "Depends." Um. There you go. Uh, so it's an auspicious <laughs> debut. So real quick. Um, let me pull up Uranus. They came to conquer Uranus, which is the EP that followed this because I was blown away. I I hadn't listened to this in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a song, the opening song is wrecked him. Mm -hmm. And this, I love that song. Oh man. Okay. Let me find it here. I really like, uh, this one. I just, and this came out about a year after Cheshire yeah. Cat. I think it was 1996. Um, it says 95 on this oh, really? thing here. So. But this also has Waggy on it, which ends up on Dude mm-hmm. Ranch. And then Zulu, which is another great song. Mm-hmm. If it will play. I think it's about to play. I like those drums. Yeah. Really deep. Oh, what a great riff. Yeah. This could easily be on Dude Ranch. Yeah. yeah. What is that? This reminds me of another one of their songs. Is this is on Short Bus, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that a Short Bus? I don't think so. Man, it sounds really familiar to something you listened to earlier. <laughs> well, yeah. Mur, 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 but are you sure? Let me so. pull up a short bus. Um, I, but yeah, I need to listen to that more. Did you have a copy of that, John? When I remember one of the first times we hung out, I came over to your house. I feel like you showed me a copy of this. I had a CD. A CD. I had a, there was a CD single. Of I was that. like, "Whoa, what's yeah. this? No, it's just they came to conquer Let me me pull up the short short bus EP. Um, It's somewhere on YouTube. There it is. Just find the track list. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for now. Um, Oh, that's an ad. Sorry. 
Sorry. No, God. just uh, does my breath smell and wasting time yeah. were the only ones on short bus. All right. Yeah. You want to hear, does my breath smell again? No, not particularly. You do it if you want to. Okay. Does he do the little thing at the beginning on this I think so. I was, it was interesting what, reading the uh, little yeah. um, pop-up video facts. and see, see, that's what I thought it was the same one because I did the record thing again. I, I really got to hand it to, what's his name here? Um, Beer Bong 1988. Because <laughs> he put these EPs and demos up there. And he puts, yeah, he puts these little facts that are really fascinating if they're true Mm. um that i still regularly go back and listen to cheshire cat uh i don't um not that i i'm opposed to it you know like it just doesn't it, it it never occurs to me really um and the uh i was really excited when when this the impetus for this emerged and we were like okay we're going to do this and yeah. we're going to go back and uh really focus in on these old songs and i was really excited to do that <laughs> mm-hmm. i was i was like oh i haven't listened to cheshire cat in forever um i'm excited to like rediscover things or like find stuff that i i didn't used to like but now yeah. i do or something like that and like after going through it i'm like god i i, I can't wait to get to, to the later branches. songs yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I I find Tom's guitar so infectious. Yeah. Even on this stuff. Like Yeah. And not it, to say that uh I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, like sorry. not to say that Mark's like playing is not yeah. good because he does, he's an interesting bassist. Yeah. You know? But I think Tom his sound is so I associate his sound with Blink more than I do yeah, Tom's. Definitely. Um and and that actually for a long time. I sort of cited Mark as my favorite member of the band. And I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, despite Tom's current status and former. as a human. <laughs> um, I do think he's kind of the creative drive yeah. behind the band. And I, I do wonder if Mark was the... Um, the one who made them more marketable mm-hmm. kind of rounded them out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, almost uh, I, and th- look, I won't, I'm not the first student. I won't be the last, but if you can, you know, take the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark is your Paul McCartney. Right. And I think Tom is your John Lennon. Hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. that Tom really wanted, and and this is, you know, you can see this in the music as it goes. Tom really wanted to explore a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. And I think Mark really focused in on the business of being a band and making it approachable and enjoyable um, and not getting too bogged down in sort of that creative. Mark wanted to iterate on uh, the formula, and Tom really wanted to kind of... maybe more iterate on themes. A and and bit. I think when that, when those two things were balanced and yeah. I, we'll probably talk about this later, obviously, but that really worked. Yeah. But when either one was out of balance, it's kind of falls apart. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, uh, much in the way that like talking about star Wars for the archive <laughs> has made me realize that, you know, actually, <laughs> I don't know that I'm a Star Wars fan, yeah. right? Like I'm a fan of certain elements of Star Wars, sure. but I'm not a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think this exercise is like sort of bringing me around to the realization that 
I'm not, and maybe have never been a Blink-182 fan, mm-hmm. but I'm a fan of certain very specific things about them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm, even though listening to these songs again was like somewhat intolerable, like I'm, I'm so excited to do this because I think we're going to get into those things. Yeah, like we're going to yeah. talk about those things. Well, just like I hadn't really thought about those intros. Yeah. And I know I've said it a million times already, but I can't believe how long they are. Yeah. Um, but especially see, at the time, like 94, yeah. 95, like nobody's doing that. And you see that later in Boxcar Racer. Yeah. When Tom sort of does his side project. We'll get to that. Adam, what did you think of this early stuff? You had never heard it before, I'm, well, I'm guessing. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ending it there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, it, I'll be interested to see. I, I'm guessing. Anima was my first real exposure to them. Is that the one with the, the girl has the rubber glove yeah. on the yeah. cover? Yeah. Um, Not even uh, the song Damn It, which is their first big hit. Yeah, no. Is that not on that? No, that's on Dude Ranch. Oh, I guess. Well, I, didn't re- I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. So give me like a 30-second. So we got Enema, Dude Ranch. This is a great question. What goes before that? Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat. Okay, so that is the natural Dude progression. Yep. Enema. Take off your pants and jacket. Self-titled slash untitled. Mm-hmm. Neighborhoods. <laughs> California. <laughs> is that it? Thus That's far. It? Yeah. Well, and then there's and some then live stuff in between there. And sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I wanted the yeah. main and side project. And, of course, the drama of the band. We'll get to that. That's right. We are going to encounter that. We'll, we'll dive deep into the drama. Okay. Um, well, we'll call it uh, for this episode. And next episode, we're going to talk about Dude Ranch and uh, maybe a few other things that happened around that time. Yeah. Uh, Fallout. I don't know how we sign off of this this thing let's dive let's come deeper. up for air let's come up for air that's even better <laughs> let's come up for air <laughs>